0: In every pair of Tacovas boots, you can expect handmade quality, first-wear comfort, and timeless western style. Tacovas boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles visit tecovas.com that's t-e-c-o-v-a-s dot com and don't go gently y'all if you hunt
1: enough you learn the truth what you seek speaks a language and
2: knows it well
1: that's why every primo's call for everything you hunt is made the right way we sweat every detail so you get more out of every hunt and nothing leaves our hand until we know it'll work in yours. Because we don't just make the world's best calls, we speak the language. Primos.
2: This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today.
3: what's going on everybody welcome back welcome back hope everybody's doing great this evening go ahead and click that uh share button in the lower left hand corner We're going to change it up a little bit. Uh, I kind of told you guys we're going to do something a little different here on the OG show. So I want to talk about some of the hot topics going on around the kayak fishing world, kayak world in general. But I'm also going to invite you guys to join in, either in the comments, if you want to jump on the stream, talk about a topic. Uh, The way I envision this is kind of like a uh, talk radio show, almost where you can call in. But you can jump on the stream with me. Let's talk about it. You want to shout out your your local trail tournament coming up this weekend, sponsors, whatever. This is a platform by anglers for anglers. And everybody in between. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to drop a link down here in the comments. If you want to jump on at any given point in time. Just uh, click that link, and uh, we'll have you on. So, let's start off. Uh, uh, A lady... Oh, oh, Wait, wait. I want to add some comedy into this. With everything going on in the world, we all need to laugh a little. So I'm going to crack some jokes here and there. Please, nobody get offended. It's all out of good fun. Um... Oh, my man, Richie, happy National Go Fishing Day. Holy schnikes, I didn't know that. Thanks, Richie, for dropping that in the comments. My man down there in Missouri, living, uh, I mean, the guy pretty much lives on a bluff overlooking Tenny Como. Thanks again, Richie, for uh, housing me and Alan Reed down there for the Table Rock Tournament. Huge shout out to Richie if you're ever down in that area. You want to sling some big old swim baits, hit Richie up. Missouri swim bait slinger. Um, so I guess uh hot topic, man. Some lady uh won the Hobie Bass Open. I mean, I'm just kidding. Jody Queen crushing it again. He is a man, he is the man. I mean, pretty incredible. Um, I know a lot of people struggled down there. Susie, one of our own here, um, had a rough go around, but, uh, you know, it was what it was. Oh, we got a first guest. Let's get this dude in here. What's up, brother? Good evening. Richie Lockery from Missouri. How we doing, buddy?
1: Oh, not too shabby. Lovely 75-degree evening, low humidity. Just chilling at the house. It was
3: warm as... I'll get out up here, man.
1: Hey, my backyard finally dried out.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Now that I'm not there and I don't have to drive through it, it's dry. It's dry. <laughs> so oh. uh has has uh, Table Rock, you know, we talked about that. It was kind of flooded out when we were down there, man. Has that come back yeah. down?
1: Nope. They've been holding it the same level for the last 2 weeks and Really? They are for the foreseeable future. Um, they're bringing beaver down. Uh, Table Rock staying the same. They've they're pulling fifteen to twenty five thousand out of both shoals. Oh wow! Uh, varying daily, but it's not dropping much either. It's still thirty over thirty feet high down there.
3: It's crazy, man! It's crazy. I mean, I know when we and were down there fishing, man. We talked about it. It's uh, it's just, it's nuts. It's nuts. Oh, but oh, we got another one, another one jumping. We still in have
1: here. a, we still have a strong morning top water bite in Table Rock. Uh, caught me a, a Missouri Master Angler eligible smallmouth last nice, week on a, dude. on the new six cents uh, the speed wake.
3: Okay, right on, right on. Very several cool, other
1: ones uh that was right off indian point down there uh where we had the weigh-in location kind of the that, impersonable that's, weigh-in
3: that's where i fished uh the second tournament and uh i ended up getting big bass in the first hour i think it was like 18 and three-quarter smallmouth chasing shad man
1: and hey that's a uh, that's also a missouri master angler fish 18 plus on smallmouth and spots.
3: Look at that. I'm a master angler and I didn't even know it. I love it.
1: Woo! But I have four master angler largemouth this year. That's 22 plus.
3: <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. Hold on one second. I want to get this guy in here. This goofy character, Mr. Staley. Oh, how's how's how are
2: you doing? Oh, I'm here. How's it going, brother? Good. Getting stuff ready. Me and Sam Jones are doing some fishing tomorrow for a tournament on Saturday.
3: So. Oh, man. I'm sorry you got to fish with that guy. <laughs> that could be worse. <laughs>
2: hey, Richie, how's it going, man? Oh, it's going.
3: Oh, man. So, I know we talked about this. So, what is the big swim bait you you work with, Richie? It's, uh, uh, I, the name is slipping my mind right now. Magdraft. Megabass. Magdraft. Okay. So, Richie kind of you know if if you've never seen a guy that throws big swim baits i mean i was holding a box of probably two grand worth of lures in one thirty seven hundred box um that was out of richie's private collection but he had a pretty (laughs) epic day that was on tenny como right yes yeah so (laughs) so run run people through this list of fish you caught
1: um so Back in March, I had one day, uh, got set up on a spot, Uh, same spot last year where I caught uh, ninety-four and three-quarter inch limit in about thirty-five minutes. (laughs) But I only had the six. I only had the six inch, and so roughly same time of year, went back out. I had uh, six inch again, caught fish back-to-back cast. This time I had the eight inch with me. Sat down the six, threw the eight. Uh, second, and third cast got bit. Swung, cranked the fish in. Uh, Twenty-three inches, even weighed nine and a half pounds. Jesus Christ, dude! Um, evidently, that Ooh. was that was Mama. If I didn't get a bite after that, everyone was mad. I wish. And <laughs> went on about <laughs> went on about fishing. Uh, other areas came back to it nothing uh fish another area start picking up a bunch of small fish and there was just a stick poking up out of the water to the left of where i was at and pitched that i was actually throwing a jig then and then uh pitch that jig hop hop bump big old swing uh crank that fish in 23 and three quarter inches wow. jesus dude nine even so this was uh this was a thursday <clears throat> i went out that next saturday that two days later went out saturday morning uh, caught three more on the eight inch i think i had like a 20 and a 21 and then threw a, a different uh the eight inch Bamp shad by coalition baits and racked up a 22 and a half jesus dude And with those two days, so I had had 100 and a half inches for Thursday and then upgraded my bottom three fish on Saturday (laughs) for a grand total of 109 and (laughs) three-quarter.
3: Missouri Giants, my man Richie, always crushing Uh, them. Just three
1: weeks ago, I caught another uh, 22 and a quarter uh same area on uh the five and a half inch true bass paddle tail
3: well it was funny man when we were down there uh you're like yeah i'm going out to check my spots i think that was friday and uh you uh you're like yeah i just threw the eight inch i got a bunch of follows i knew i wouldn't get bit but (laughs) you know that that was your way of checking spots going out and slinging an eight inch swim bait uh see it was uh... (laughs) were."
1: It was the nine-inch uh, KGB legend glide bait. My bad. bad.
3: Nine-inch <laughs> swim bait. Nine-inch.
1: So I've, I've been throwing glide baits on Table Rock for almost seven years now. Yep. And the, the with the clear water and the numerous amount of spotted bass, they're notorious for following big baits. And so – Something common amongst big baiters to to locate fish is just to start covering water uh, and throw them baits near structure or whatnot. Uh, If they don't bite the first time, uh, you can leave the spot. Sometimes come back uh, 30 minutes, an hour later from a different angle and maybe a little different retrieve and it can get that fish to bite. Or like what I was doing just go back like okay so I was in a big giant cove um, and within that cove it had a bunch of little cuts or coves within it and that's where I found these other fish they weren't on the straight sections it had to be in a cut and that's I mean I threw that bait along them straight sections no follows get up into some of the lay downs up in the cuts throw that bait across there, and here come one, two, three fish coming out, and they're all
2: two, three pound
1: class fish. Okay, I know where you live.
2: (laughs) I'll be back back tomorrow.
3: I'll see you tomorrow, but tomorrow you're getting a little pointy thing poked through your beak. I like Um,
1: it. I will say one thing I kind of faltered on uh, that I picked up on last weekend was uh throwing a tube yeah in the in the bush uh i caught two or three kentuckys out of the bushes after that top water bite uh died down a week uh, two weeks ago now and that's something i should have totally done during that tournament because i got bit every 15 minutes throwing that tube around where i caught my first four fish right off the bat in the morning and then, and then covered my cuts in that cove I pre-fished. And in the same cut where I had lost one during pre-fishing, that's where I caught number five. Nice. And then just never never called anything else.
3: Right on. Right on. Sweet, sweet. Well, if you guys are just jumping in here, man, uh, we're kind of opening up the platform. Anybody that wants to jump on, just click the link that's up in the comments um, posted by the Paddle and Fin Podcast feel free to jump on we'll talk about whatever is going on uh we got <coughs> my man justin staley bass yak and vet richie lockery was just talking uh throwing big swim baits and fishing down uh ten- on table rock and tenny como so you're going fishing this weekend with sam jones that's yep. unfortunate so what are you guys fishing <laughs>
2: down there uh we're fishing monroe we've got a. Uh grassroots bass and kayak anglers of southern indiana are running a joint event on sunday or on saturday at monroe okay tomorrow do a little pre-fishing and then we still have i'm still fishing the noobs tournament um and then the monthly challenge so i've got a total like five tournaments all running what are you gonna have
3: like six identifiers on the deck of your boat bro or what (laughs) like jesus every square of the
1: kbf card filled in (laughs)
3: well uh don't forget
1: uh, your bingo hider
3: (laughs) i know so if you guys aren't familiar with uh (laughs) if you guys aren't familiar with grassroots it's it's kind of a cool club and it's a it's a unique format Mm -hmm. shout out to jim strunk i know he's one of the masterminds behind that but um
2: what's that fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish it's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home it's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever and with fishing booker you can experience it too no matter where you are discover your next adventure on fishing booker i said i think he's the one that started it all
3: I believe so as well. Part of team catch. But what they do is uh, they pick different bodies of water. And, and Justin, if I'm explaining this wrong, you can correct me. And you can fish, uh, I believe it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. You got to pick a day. Uh,
2: Most of them run Thursday through Monday.
3: Oh, okay. Uh, Thursday through Monday. See, I already screwed up.
2: I think Grassroots has a total of eight series in Indiana and maybe one in Illinois. So,
3: Look at that sticker on that, that mug right there.
2: Oh, what? This thing?
3: Oh, Richie's always prepared. <laughs> but uh, you get to pick a day, so that way uh, you're not stressed out about making it on a Saturday or a Sunday or whatever, and you can kind of fit that tournament in your schedule. It's kind of a, a cool, unique, different kind of way of, of doing the tournaments. Um, well, it
2: help, helps a lot of guys that work weekends, um, night shifts, stuff like that. It gives them... Opportunity to fish first day You work night shifts? You're on days, aren't you? No, I'm Monday through Thursday, 10 hour shifts. So.
3: Keeping all those guys calmed down at the penitentiary in Indiana. So if you yeah. do something wrong in Indiana, you might see Justin. I don't yeah, think you can you come work that. for me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not Very cool, want, man. So. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but uh, that's cool, man. So uh, is this tournament number three or four for Monroe so far this year? This is number four for Monroe. And so. they do what? Five events on each lake?
2: Uh I think we're. I think it's six this. Year. Six. Okay. So. Okay. Right on. There's a a couple. So.
3: You kind of lagged yeah, out a little bit doing there, my six. man.
2: They don't have cell oh, no. towers in Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh,
3: <laughs> you want to say hi? Oh, my man. Hi. What's up, dude? Welcome to the show.
1: Did you go fishing and catch a bunch of big bluegill? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome, man. We have a big Oh. PFD safety. That dude, there you go. the day I caught that this this last smallmouth, this dude flopped out of the kayak. Oh, man. 96 feet of water. That's not good. Guess what? Had his jacket on. A little freak out at first, screaming. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy got that feel-free lure thirteen five turned around because it's a barge.
3: <laughs> well, and that's a good thing, man.
1: By, by the time I got pointed back at him he was calm and treading water but his little crocs had come off floating away and his little sun hat that I make him wear was floating the other way and had a little garage sale going on nice. <laughs> middle Indian point so,
3: so it, it's it's father's day this weekend you yeah. guys got any plans what what what's the plans man
1: no probably just fishing
3: all right all right what Justin.
1: I do so so we have a baby shark lawn chair. It's one of them folding chairs, and I use the uh, that bungee uh, system that comes in the feel, in the back of the feel freeze to secure his seat. Okay. And uh, so he gets to sit back behind me. I just pack oh like two thirty seven boxes and slide them under the seat. And I've actually mounted uh, oh just the Berkeley the cheapo rod rack in the front of that feel free so I can carry extra rods uh, and not have him messing with them. Uh, okay. So far, knocking on wood, he's not hooked himself <laughs> playing in the fish room. Very cool. So um, I'll, I'm not afraid to get him up at 4.30 and, and go somewhere, and uh, we'll go fish till 8, 9 o'clock, and then we'll come home, and we'll take a nap together and – Get up, have lunch, and maybe go do it again in the evening.
3: Nice, nice. I like it, man. I like it. Justin, what's your plans for the weekend, my man? Justin is froze. Yeah, this uh oh there we go. We got go.
2: the regional my frozen. No, you're good. No, I'm fishing the the KBF regional Father's Day
3: well you're lagging out brother i'm gonna i'm gonna pull you out real quick and uh you could jump back in if you want uh um, what are you doing this I weekend know. i i don't know we got some weather coming in um but real quick we got michael sturgill in the comments said better take it easy on us this weekend justin None of those 21 inches are allowed from you. LOL. <laughs> so he's throwing the smackdown, but um, open format tonight, guys and girls uh, for tuning in. Um, if you want to jump in here, um, feel free to click the link. I will post it up again. Uh, you want to come on talk about what you're doing this weekend, tournaments, fishing things in the community that are going on that you want to talk about, man, come on and jump in. Um, We got Richie Lockery in here right now from, uh, you know, southern Missouri. We had Justin Staley in here a second ago that was lagging out uh, from Indiana. But uh, one of the topics I wanted to bring up, and Richie, you could chime in on this, man, is uh, Z-Man came out with the all-new and improved Clearwater Chatterbait. Have you seen that? I
1: have. Uh... Thoughts. I have to see one in person. Uh, I used the Strike King Rage blade with the clear lip. Okay. And uh, it has a little metal reinforcement within it, but the blade, the plastic <coughs> blade itself broke around it. Ooh. Um, I, it caught fish. Uh, I never really threw that versus, say, a chrome one back to back or. They, they have a green pumpkin one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to really tell a difference. Usually sure. if it's clear, I'm throwing a flashy one, if right. it's dirty, I'm usually throwing a, a flashy
3: one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I've seen some interesting. I've seen some interesting conversations going on around this whole new, uh, you know, chatterbait that's coming out by z-man with the clear blade and uh i get the concept um oh yeah i know a lot of guys are worried about you know with the um why the hell can i the jackhammer you know the second that thing hits the water it starts that blade starts vibrating and yeah. a lot of folks are worried that that's not going to be the case with this nuclear blade because it's smaller and you know the different yeah. dynamics of it so yeah
1: polycarbonate which i imagine the blade may be made out of like safety glasses sure uh, it is a little lighter than a, a tin or, or steel blade mm-hmm. um it's probably probably gonna be a duller sound than the ting that sure. you usually get from the regular jackhammer um uh, and I mean, if if you're in an area where that bait's extremely, the regular version is extremely popular, or just chatterbaits, period, get thrown a lot, uh, that different sound from the plastic blade uh, could make a little bit of a difference. Uh, and I mean, it's kind of like a silent square bill versus a rattling square bill, essentially.
3: Right. 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 Yeah, I just and think again, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting.
1: It'll it'll probably shine in in clear water when the bass are are more visual, and the I, th- I believe it's the lower pitch noises travel further in water than the high pitch. Uh, <clears throat> so well, you can, it may allow for uh, kind of like with the swim baits the. The bigger the profile, the further away a fish uh, will come to see it. So the the duller sound may travel further.
3: Sure, 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 sure. Well, that's it's an interesting concept because, um, you know, I've seen um, guys talk about like in a rocky lake, such as Table Rock, yeah. like a thunder cricket would perform better than the jackhammer the jackhammer is more for like the weeds and things like that so it's kind of interesting and i think part of that is that that way that that sound vibrates uh throughout the water um
1: and and off of rocky bottoms versus a mucky bottom that will absorb the sound
3: sure 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 yeah i just uh i just pulled up uh tackle warehouse and i don't see those chatter baits for sale on there yet i'm curious of the price i haven't seen a price on them yet but you know it's been an interesting topic interesting conversation going on um you know with all the craze around the jackhammer now the new and improved you know different style is coming out um you know when they came out with the football head i don't know many guys that are throwing the football headed ones so
1: um see last fall i made up uh, a football headed uh, three quarter ounce, okay. Uh, chatterbait for fishing 20, 25 foot. I caught two fish on it during the tournament. Uh, I don't know. I, I I like the Arky heads on sure. my chatterbaits. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, I've got some chatterbaits. That, I mean, it's the the blades hit the head on the the Arky style so much it's flat spotted it.
3: Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. So the well, football, the the, and I've tried a weedless, like the pointed, weedless design, and one, it almost dives, because um, <clears throat> the blade doesn't have anything to really hit, and the the blade angle sits back real steep instead right. of upright like you get with the arc here or football head. I get it. I get it.
3: We got a great, great question from uh, Chris Dotson. He's he's curious how the blade will deal with the heat with warping while being stored. Um, I've been a mechanic for sixteen years, and
1: I've had, uh, and I mean, I've been a mechanic in Phoenix, Southern California, and then here in Missouri. And I, I mean, I've seen upwards of. 128 degrees ambient temperature in phoenix so if the grade of polycarbonate that they use for these blades uh, is anything near what safety glasses are made of they'll they'll be just fine
3: yeah i agree i mean i think it's a it's a little bit thicker um, plastic compared to the the thickness of the metal blade, so I don't yeah. think you'll have issues with that. Um, uh,
1: it's not going to be... I, I assume it's not soft, and it, yeah. so you won't have the heat distortion issues like you do with like the scrounger heads.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they've got that
1: soft little bill on the head,
3: jig head. Right, 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 right. Justin Staley asks, you think it'll chip? I doubt it. I mean... It'll unless- scratch. Unless you're banging it off of rocks, I think that's the only way that blade's really going to chip. Yeah, uh, it'll
1: definitely, it'll definitely scratch and and dent. Yeah, uh, but I've not had any safety like I, I just keep going back to safety glasses. I've never had any safety glasses chip.
3: No, they usually uh, shatter if they get hit with something hard. You know,
1: uh, they'll crack. Uh, I've not had any come apart. It's almost like a windshield glass and it's multi layered. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a, a malleable material. So it'll flex a little bit. But yeah, they, if, if pierced, uh, they can crack, but they, it probably won't chip.
3: It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Uh, on the topic of new things coming out, um Come on, get down I, please. I recently saw an image in uh in a post about the all new Apex watercraft uh that Eric Jackson's been working on. With a that with, price tag with a price tag of 8 grand.
1: Oh. That's so, the discounted price tag.
3: Yeah, so uh how many people are lining up to buy these things? I mean oh.
1: I, I still haven't seen any good pictures of it. Just that it's like a hundred, it's like a 50 yard photo of it.
3: I get the carbon fiber, right? Uh, You're saving yeah. on the weight, but eight grand is a steep price to pay. And
0: to my
3: a steep price to pay for a sit inside kayak. Like, don't get me wrong, Eric Jackson has been a huge innovator. In the kayak world, both on the whitewater and the fishing side. I mean, Let me um, now I haven't I haven't got to chat with a
1: buddy, uh, Brad Daniels. He is a pat. He's a kayak paddler, uh, competitive. He uh, he competes in the MR 340, okay. which is a 340 mile race uh, down the Missouri River. Oh and uh he has an 18 foot uh solo kayak carbon fiber kevlar weighs 18 pounds
3: see that's crazy light i like the weight factor but at so the same time, i and i, I and know. i
1: haven't i was going to hit him up today and ask him how much that rig cost him
0: yeah in every pair of decovus boots you can expect handmade quality first wear comfort and timeless western style A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Takovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers. And with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Takovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short sleeve, moisture-wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis' ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V. A-S and don't go gently, y'all.
1: So I imagine it's probably in that pi- price range just because of the material.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, no doubt. I mean, the time and energy it takes to form a boat out of carbon fiber. Don't get me wrong. It'll be a work of art. Don't get me wrong. But it's going to be one of those boats that you don't want to <coughs> take out because you're. It, it's like the Ferrari that sits in the garage, right? Like you drive it. <clears throat> Maybe twice a year because you don't want to add miles to it. You don't want it to get scratched, dented, dinged, whatever. And it costs an arm and a leg to tune up. So it's one of those like eyepieces that sits there. I mean, I I don't know where he's going with that. I thought at one point there was talk that it was going to go back to a roto molded boat, but which would have definitely saved on the cost. I mean, oh yeah, I just don't see where the market's gonna be um you know it's i mean the the kayak craze right now is crazy like working at the shop because of this whole coronavirus and everything there are so many people buying kayaks bicycles things like that to get out and recreate they can't go to concerts they can't go to ball games they can't do whatever there's nothing on tv i mean in missouri bars are open <laughs> but up here like they're pretty much closed for the most part I well, mean, we got some patios open but you know it's... i'll say
1: this i helped i helped a buddy uh this week um, he upgraded to a native uh, fx12 okay from a right uh, from a pescador <clears throat> sold another boat and the pescador and got the money to buy the native he went to the kayak shop last week, looked at a, oh, I forgot the color of it. It was like a black, red, and white. Sure. And he, he goes, if I come back next week, can I get this boat? He said, oh, yeah, we've got plenty of them. Not uh, anymore. <laughs> I, so Tuesday, today's Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday, Monday evening or afternoon, we got to talking about it at work, and he, I was like, Well, let me call this the local store zero in stock they say Carter Arkansas might have one I call them the guy puts his eyes on a, a Blue Lagoon FX 12 and I was like okay I've got a serious buyer hold it and so he went to the local store paid for it and then yesterday drove down and picked it up. And wow. that was the last native FX-12 they had in across four stores. Yeah. Uh, and then on another note, somewhere in the Facebook group, I saw Bass Pro Shops Ascend uh, section just completely wiped clean of kayaks.
3: Well, that's that's the case up here as well. I mean, we took probably 50 phone calls this past weekend asking if we still had kayaks in stock because all the big box stores are sold out. Um, so it's driving people to our local shops, which is great because I love seeing them thrive, especially in these messed up times, you know. Um, oh, yeah. bike, bike shops and kayak shops and anything outdoor shop is thriving right now um and and it's great to see that you know it, it it could be the exact opposite where these guys are going out of business because they couldn't conduct business yeah and um you know inventory being depleted so like the tough thing right now is the manufacturers had shut down because of this covid thing because they got more than yep. one person working in the factory so now they're backlogged so if you guys or gals were thinking about getting a new boat. um, You better either get it now or look at 2021 because it's going to be a while. uh, And I've heard it's, it's just gone back
1: and back and back and down and down and down the chain. I mean, uh, this this, where the plants are getting their plastics. Those (laughs) shut down. So they're having a a limited amount of plastic getting to the factory to make the boats. And, the metal suppliers for the aluminum seat frames and so on and so forth. And, uh, it just wrecked down. little. like, so I run the uh, lose buy, sell trade community group. I got 54,000 people during the COVID shutdown. Thousands and thousands of rod and reels were sold. And there were some new people, some rods broken, uh, and some real issues. And lose themselves, which they're local to me, right up in Springfield. Sure, um, they were, Springfield had some really stringent COVID uh, local ordinances, and I wouldn't even call it a skeleton crew. Uh, they, the literally the warranty department, service, uh, inventory, all that stuff was closed down until about May. I think they went back May fourth when they yeah. lifted the ordinances and then they finally went to uh, I, I have a correspondence with someone in inventory and within the first week what inventory they had there in the warehouse uh, they have an ex- extremely large warehouse on the on the east side or west side of town
3: I'm
2: driven it's past empty it. yeah
1: it it's empty yeah cuz they had to restock all the box stores
3: it's crazy and
1: man. so and and then the 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 service side they're so backed up um they're on a a first in first out basis yeah so i mean if you break a a rod today and shoot them an email you might have to wait yeah four to six weeks
3: well i know uh uh, my good friend uh jp one of our hosts here at pedal and finn um (sighs) he broke a St. Croix and it was the same way. Like they told him they didn't even know when they would get to it. And,
1: and it's, yeah, it's not just lose.
3: I mean, it's everybody. Yeah. 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 It, uh, yeah, it was definitely definitely seeing the after effects from all this. Um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm totally happy to see that the outdoor industry is is thriving right now it's good to see people you know getting off the phone and and getting away from the tv and getting outside getting some sunlight and enjoying the outdoors man um you know i'm not not saying get off the podcast right now you can continue watching it's it's evening in most places so can't go out fishing much anyways but um it's crazy. I mean, uh, I know at Jackson, Jackson kayaks, man, I think they're backlogged on, uh, the bite and the bite FD, I believe till 2021. Um, so, and you know, it's, it, it's crazy to think that. Um, so yeah, if you were in the market for a kayak, you better get out there, and find it now. If not, you're looking at uh, pretty much next year. Um, you know, I know Rocktown Adventures, man. We're pretty much sold out of fides. We got a few oh, and, few yeah. Jacksons left, and, uh, and
1: and then everyone in their stimulus money.
3: Yeah, well, that was that part was of a it too.
1: Big,
3: yeah, yep. I don't that know how many influx. guys. I don't know how many guys and gals I saw going, ah, oh, maybe I'll go buy a new boat, or ah, oh, maybe I'll go buy a couple new rods and reels, and you know all that good oh. stuff. You know. I
1: mean, shoot! If my if my truck didn't need an engine, we got <laughs> uh, what was it? We got like twenty nine hundred dollars.
3: <laughs> Richie, I and, need a loan. I need a loan.
1: I could have, I could have gone out and and bought uh, an overdrive setup and yeah, all all that nice stuff for this this feel free make me faster and cover water and all that and, but. Had to prioritize yeah. prioritize things. It is what it is, man. It is what it but, is. But I'm sure people who got those funds and weren't didn't have other obligations. Yeah, I want to go get that two thousand dollar kayak and that three hundred dollar reel and that
3: yeah
1: what three four hundred dollar rod or go blow three hundred dollars on lures.
3: Yeah, heck yeah, man. You guys are just tuning in man you want to get in talk uh anything about kayak fishing fishing in general man it's open forum tonight click the link i got it up there on the screen join us uh we got my man richie lockery on with us right now coming coming at us from uh southern missouri uh just talking about everything in the kayak fishing world man um i mean tournaments so you're part of Moyak. um yep Let's talk about that a little bit because everybody's kind of had to readjust how they're doing tournaments. I haven't fished a tournament with my local club here yet. I have one, not this weekend, the following weekend up on the Madison chain in Wisconsin. But, um, you know, the KBF event was was my big uh, first tournament of the season. I take it was that back. for a lot of people. Yeah, and I fished I, – I did fish a tournament up in Wisconsin a little bit earlier in the year, um, and, and they had a weigh-in at the ramp, um, but you had to stay six feet apart, you know, whatever, uh, practice and it skate, was social distancing thing.
1: And it was top finishers only.
3: Yeah. Um, whereas, um, you know, with the KBF event, it was check-in, check-out on the Tourney X app. Oh, yeah, uh, yep, yep. yep. Um, I know a couple guys uh, almost forgot to check back in after the or check out after they got off the water. I almost did it on the second day. Which would have DQ'd me, and I wouldn't have got my payout from my big fish. Um, Yikes. So, I mean, is MoYak <laughs> doing the same thing, just using the Turney X, check in, check out? I, I'm just curious um, how everybody's doing it. So I've been talking to people about this.
1: I I've, I only fished the, the MoYak side that weekend, and, yes, that's what exactly what we did. Right on. Uh, right on. And we we check in at our spot at what, we, what was launch time, 5 o'clock. And
3: yeah, it was something like that. Whenever
1: yeah. you were done for the day, yeah. that's when you checked out.
3: Well, see, and that was it. Um, you know, the second day got off the water, and we were all sitting in the parking lot, packing up, just BS, and you know, before we all headed home, and uh, it was like, oh crap, I forgot <laughs> to <Do-do-do>. check out. <laughs> I was like, oh crap, you know, and then the other <laughs> two guys were like, oh, I forgot to check out too. So it's one of those things new to all of us yeah i mean nor normally like we're all rushing to get back to check in in time like and it was nice too like i was talking to alan um like we talked about when we were down there staying at your place you know alan was fishing way down south so if it was a normal tournament he would have had to get off the water probably a good 45 minutes maybe an hour early to get (sighs) back to the ramp so he got his full day of fishing because of that yep um the, another guy
1: that fished with me in my spot that day had camped at indian point and okay. to get where i was yeah it, as the float as the as the crow flies it would have been literally five minutes i mean literally across the lake from indian point but by land it's a, it's a it's a 55 minute drive yeah. by google yeah. maps
3: yeah, because you got to go around to hit a bridge yep. to come up. You got to either what go yep. to Kimberling City or or way yep. over to the other side. I forget what bridge there's that like is. There's like
1: five. There's like five minutes variance, but yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, in a situation like that with Table Rock, I mean that's uh, if you guys have never been there, a it's it's a phenomenal fishery, a beautiful lake. The scenery all around there is just phenomenal. Um, Normal but, uh, pool,
1: there's 745 miles of shoreline. Yeah,
3: that's insane. That's insane. But if I, I mean, right. if if you're fishing the way south end and the the check-ins up at Indian Point, you're talking like an hour and ten, hour and fifteen minute drive. So, in a tournament scenario, you better hope your big fish are there. Otherwise, you know, you're screwed, um, and you better be able to get them quick um, because you can't and grind it had- out all day. <sighs>
1: And we've had guys fish the way uh, west side and have a winning limit and yeah. show up 10,
3: 15 minutes, 10 minutes after late. Yeah. and get DQ'd. That's a bummer. Man. <clears throat> uh, oh, yeah. Justin Staley asked, are you fishing the All-American Classic this fall?
1: Of course. Um, we actually have a MoYak tournament on Truman here, not this weekend, next weekend, on June 27th. Nice. So, if anyone wants to come down and do a little pre-fishing, although by November, the water tent might be 25 degrees cooler yeah. <laughs> if we get a good chill.
3: Sure, sure. Uh,
1: we get, all the Ozark Lakes, we get a really good shad bite uh, in the fall. Nice. Uh, but... Uh, Yeah, there's the upcoming tournament. Um, Fish any three live events of your uh, local club. If they're a partner club for the All-American and you can qualify, to come fish. Uh, Yeah,
3: I know my local club is. Um, I know there's quite a few clubs here in the Midwest that are uh,
0: affiliated with that. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment,
1: We with this uh, upcoming tournament, we will. Governor Parsons opened up the state, so Sweet. we're gonna have a weigh-in, uh, awesome. in-person weigh-in. Uh, yep. We have so many prizes and sponsored <laughs> items to give away. Um, it'll probably be like a classic we had a couple of years ago, where we did three rounds of, of drawings.
3: Yeah.
1: For giveaways,
3: <laughs> just yeah. because.
1: We didn't have those weigh-ins for Lake the Ozarks and Table Rock.
3: Right, 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 right. Well, I know uh, last year um, um, KBL hosted the Midwest Kayak Fast Classic, and that was like eight, like the top five of like eight or nine clubs that came together. And it was the same thing. There was a ton of prizes uh, raffled off. I think they did like two or three rounds of giveaways and things like that. Uh, there was a kayak. So nobody, goes,
1: so yeah. nobody goes home empty-handed.
3: Right. Exactly. exactly.
1: Win or lose. <laughs>
3: um, if you guys are just tuning in, uh, doing an open platform tonight, we got my man Richie Lockery in the house. We're just shooting the breeze about different things going on in the kayak world. Um, there's a link on the screen and up in the comments. You can click to jump on with us and shoot the breeze. Um but, uh, yeah, man, um, I'll let you uh, shout anybody out you want before I boot you out of here.
1: <laughs> oh, Moyak Fishing Series, uh, Everharts in Clinton, Missouri, they'll be hosts of both the Truman Tournaments. Nice. Uh, uh, my personal thanks is uh, KGB Swimbaits, uh, Savior Outdoors, uh, Gator Guards, Lose Fishing, Lowrance. Nice. Uh, you looking hope I'm at not forgetting chi-chi? You looking at a chi No, i <laughs> I'm being ramrodded.
3: Oh, man.
1: No, nope, being ramrodded. Right on. By a biscuit-eating <laughs> leprechaun. Quit! Well, um. I think that's about all I got.
3: Right on, man. We have a
1: whole there's a whole list of other sponsors for
3: uh Yeah. Moyak.
1: The Moyak fishing series, you can check that out on Moyakfishingseries.com, all one word. Uh information of the All-American is there on that website. Uh And anyone welcome to come down and check out the tournament here next week if you're local. Like within three hour drive, I guess. Yeah, more if you care to drive that far.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, that's about all I got for today. Right on,
3: man. Well, I appreciate you jumping on tonight, man. And uh, oh yeah, talking. Always good. good talking with you, brother. I'll let you uh, get back to the little one, and uh, yeah, have a good Father's Day, my man.
1: I'm gonna try. Huh so far he's driving me crazy <laughs> all right
3: brother we'll talk to you soon we'll see you later all right, bye. all right boys and girls um i don't have much more um i know we're winding down on the spring madness bracket tour uh or bracket tour uh spring madness bracket tournament huge upset last weekend i see my man dan perry in the chat and uh Dude, I thought he was going to pull it off at the end, but he got beat by Sergeant Mayhem, Josh Smith from New York. Uh, So currently we got Sam Jones, Josh Smith in that final matchup. We're waiting on the winner of Susie Roloff and Brad Hicks. Um, So those three will battle it out to win the loser's bracket, and then uh, they'll be going up against my man, Dudu, Dustin Nichols from Texas um speaking of dustin he's in a huge overturn at work um so his podcast is going to be on hold for about a month or so um i know he posted up yesterday but just wanted to share that all with you guys um we're gonna do this again next week it was it's kind of fun i love talking to everybody um like i mentioned at the beginning of the show this is a podcast by anglers for anglers so we're going to do kind of like an open platform, run through kind of like the hot topics of like what's going on around the kayak fishing world and uh, just talk about it. You know what I mean? Uh, have fun, have some laughs, be serious, whatever. Um, but, you know, I'm going to be I'm going to have a list of some some pinpoint topics. But, you know, I like giving back to the community. Anybody that, you know, knows me and has has followed Paddle and Finn, like, you know, it this is all for everybody it's not for my personal gain or whatever um you know i think the more we can spread the joy and the love in the kayak fishing community the better off we're all going to be and especially in these times like we touched on earlier kayak shops are going crazy uh we got more and more people getting into the sport because of the whole corona thing like people are forced to go outside and do stuff they can't do anything else um so if you're new and you're just joining us welcome uh thanks for tuning in tonight uh my boys jimmy and dan uh are doing the og shows on mondays that's why i'm on thursdays now um those guys have been killing it uh huge shout out to them tune in uh they had an epic show this week if you haven't listened to it you can go back and watch it on the facebook page Catch it on the YouTubes. You can also uh, listen to it on all the podcast platforms. We upload it right after uh, the show's over, just like I'm going to do tonight with this one. Um, But they had the top one, two, and three from um, the Kentucky Bass Open or Hobie Bass Open series on Kentucky Lake, however you want to spin it. Um, But that was a cool show. Of course, Cody Milton was on there again. Jody Queen and Adam Reiser. you know three just incredible fishermen i think cody's been on the show so much this year we might as well just like give him a per- permanent slot you know um he's always consistently up there i mean it's the same with jody jody's been back on numerous times so uh it- it's good to see those guys thrive it's good to see adam riser um uh, you know seal the deal on that top three as well um that's a new face and the new name to the paddle and fin network so um Shout out to Dan and Jimmy for setting that all up. Uh, Obviously, Monday mornings, the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment uh, comes out. I forget who's coming up this week. Sorry, Ryan Milford, Sean Lavery, but they've been crushing it as well. They've been talking to some different guests and things like that. Uh, A lot of YouTube guys they've been interviewing lately. Uh, Some great info there. So if you are new to kayak fishing, check that out on Monday's. And uh, I believe Susie Roloff is up next week um, with her segment on Wednesdays, uh, Thursdays. Uh, Today, we did uh, um, Josh Eldridge, Brad Hicks released an episode uh, about Douglas Rods, Douglas Rods. Um, It was pretty cool. Uh, Myself and Bailey Agbret jumped on there and, um, you know, talked to those guys about Rods on the product review segment. Uh, so that was definitely cool. Uh, check out Bailey's podcast, Serious Angler podcast. Um, he does a lot of stuff, um, not only in the kayak fishing, but the big boat world, too. Talks to a lot of big names and stuff like that. Uh, Justin Staley just reminded me, check out the the Paddle and Fin Noobs Tournament page. Uh, if you're new to kayak fishing, we're doing that uh, um, monthly tournament. Um, but what I will say is those guys over there, um, and, and this is pretty much kudos to Ryan Milford, Sean Lavery. They've built a a pretty cool little community over there. Um, it's good to see all those guys interact, talk, lift each other up, um, encourage each other through the good and the bad. Um, throughout that monthly tournament, there's a little bit of banner talk, but, um, you know, guys are asking questions, they're getting answers, things like that. So it's great to see that, you know, that whole camaraderie thing, that whole community aspect. Um, even if you're not a beginner, join up in the page, man. Um, you know, there's a lot of good info, a lot of good conversation going on over there. Um, so feel free to join up Chris Josh in the comments. The guys are killing the noob segment. Couldn't agree more, man. I, I think everybody's been, uh, Crushing some pretty good episodes here. Um, I can't say enough to all the guys and gals, gal, gal, Susie, um, that uh, put the time, energy, and effort into doing these podcasts. It's great to see everybody enjoying it. That reminds me, I forgot to look something up here. I think we have a birthday coming up, and I'm not sure exactly when it is, but I'm going to tell you. Paddle and Fin Podcast is about to turn two years old, ladies and gentlemen, on June 24th. June 24th was the first episode, The Maiden Voyage. So uh, maybe we'll do something cool, special next week. Um, Yeah, might have to do some giveaways or something. So... Uh, spread the word, spread the love, appreciate everybody um, for all their continued support, um, both on and off the podcast, behind the scenes, things like that. So, I think that's it. I think that's it. Jimmy Skinner says, Birthday episode, brother. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it after hours. Birthday party. I don't know, that could get dangerous. We do want to bring After Hours back. We've kind of put that on hold because we had the whole bracket tournament going on. That's winding down. So I know there's already been some, uh, some uh, banner talk about, hey, we need to do an After Hours episode. So stay tuned. I'm sure that's coming back because I haven't been able to roast Ryan Milford yet, and that is going to happen. I guarantee it. Oh, the other part. And one last news question where's scott butcher where'd he go i saw he just did a a captain's meeting for kbf but bro where you at man haven't seen your show missing you hope you're doing well uh huge shout out to uh all the other podcasters out there killing it and uh that's pretty much it for me hope you all are doing well staying safe out there as always Peace. and app just makes for a better time on the water on all your
2: jig and tackle needs. Watch Waypoint TV's Great Outdoors Month celebration presented by Battery Tender every Tuesday in June from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Join us for land management tips, family hunts, and conservation-centric films as we show our appreciation for the great outdoors.